This is Big Sky Lead, a dive into the stories about how government and politics drive the direction of Montana. This podcast is from the reporters of the Montana State News Bureau in Helena, your eyes and ears on state government. It's produced by me, Tom Bridge. Our team brings you an examination of Montana's new landscape with new laws, a new governor, and a new Republican dominance across all of state government. I'm here today with Tom Kuglin, Deputy Bureau Chief with the Montana State News Bureau. Tom, a lot of your reporting is focused on natural resources in the outdoors. And Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks has announced some pretty major changes to big game hunting regulations. What are wildlife managers talking about? Thanks, Tom. So what essentially happened was um, the new director, Hank Worsek, has put out a directive to biologists and area wildlife managers and uh, what that directive says is we're going to make changes uh, to our licenses, hunting districts, and season structures. Um, that's kind of agency speak for um, they want to get rid of a lot of hunting districts, try to combine them and make them bigger. Um, and that's also going to be coupled with trying to eliminate types of licenses. So if you have multiple different types of, say, like antlerless elk or deer licenses, trying to... Um, reduce those and consolidate those across hunting districts into like one license or two licenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then season structure, that basically means, um, you know, different lengths of seasons or things for different types of animals or different sexes of animals or, or things like that. Um, so it's a pretty top-down heavy approach to basically systematically change what hunting regulations look like in Montana. Right. So it might sound a little bit nuance to you know the average hunter or person who who doesn't think about it but um you know things could look a lot different in two years right. about you know what hunting district you're going to and what you might be able to hunt there so is this is there an idea in the agency that our our regulations and our geographic boundaries are like too complicated or too difficult to hunters to navigate sure so that's what um fish wildlife and park says is, is behind this okay um, so there was a working group that in 2019 made recommendations that said we should simplify our hunting regulations. Um, a little bit of that took place a couple years ago, but it was pretty minimal. Um, also, like the trapping regulations were significantly revised. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this is, um, I guess, a progression of that, or that's what the agency is saying, is this is a progression of that. As well as complaints, they say that... that Montana's hunting regulations are overly burdensome, um, difficult to understand. Um, I think if I if memory strikes me, and I'll look this up before I I publish the story, but I think there's like 165 different, like say elk and deer districts in Montana. Oh right. Um, so the thought there is that you know if if you have two districts right next to each other or three districts and all the regulations are the same, why are they different districts? Right, right. So um, I. I think, you know, it certainly makes some logical sense. Mm -hmm. I think the devil is going to be in the details, though, what what shakes out of this. Okay, so so why is FWP deciding to, you know, go back to the the drawing board um, now? Well, I think I think it is just that um, new directors in in the seat. And Mm -hmm. and this is I think I've been told, like I just said, the the 
the the timing with the biannual season setting is also coming up so they want to get it done before that um it's sort of interesting though because fwp is also working on its overarching elk management plan right that could have some changes too and that would have to be incorporated into whatever the new hunting regulations look like right right um so these are pretty big changes uh from the way things have been done and and what sort of implications potential implications that could come out of these i think that's what's going to be really interesting so right now um where we're at in the process is the director is told uh field biologists and wildlife regional managers that they have to come up with proposals to reduce hunting districts eliminate license types consolidate all that kind of stuff um, and what he's done is, is according to some documents I've looked at, um, biologists are being directed not to use advocacy in their proposals. So um, the question they're supposed to ask when they do this is, what is the impact on the resource if we do this? So what's the impact on elk populations or other wildlife? Right. Um, that, that gets me really interested in what it's going to mean for things like special permits. Right. Um, uh, some other areas you look at in other documents as they're giving guidance to to biologists are things like um, limiting the number of 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 uh, quotas for permits. Um, try to try to distill that down. My understanding is that that would mean anything less than fifty permits. Um, a biologist would basically have to justify why biologically it would make sense to have a permit that's less than fifty permits, and what 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 that i think a lot of people have seen because some of this has been sort of trickling out is concern about what what the what the end game is here with with all this um are we going to end up losing a lot of special permits and i think that remains to be seen yeah so i mean what about what about you know most of the state is is managed for for opportunity um but what about some of these districts like say 380 in the Elkhorns that's that's manages more of a trophy district how would that sort of directive play into sure sure so the Elkhorns are are interesting and maybe unique I I think I need to look into it a little bit more to give you a straight answer but the Elkhorns actually in the elk management plan is managed as a trophy right elk hunting district so that wouldn't that wouldn't apply that would be like per the direction of the elk management plan okay um I think what's interesting to me is you see some some of these, you know, really hard to draw tags, very limited, you know, five or 10 permit trophy bull permits. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, what is the biological argument there for having those permits? So what's the future of them? Other areas such as the breaks, um, where some elk numbers are way over objective, what are we gonna see out there? Um, I I don't know. And I think because we're so early in the process, it's difficult to speculate. Um, I think the important thing now, and, and this is one thing FWP said, and I think it's fair to say um, that at this point in the process, they're looking at the biology, uh, but there's going to be rounds of public process too when people can, the public can come in and tell FWP and the Fish and Wildlife Commission, no, you need to keep these five trophy bull tags or buck tags for right. whatever area because it's so valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, if we really get into... I guess the nitty gritty too. There, there's the three R's we always talk about: recruitment, retention, and and uh, reactivation. Reactivation. Thank you. Um, I don't know a hunter who puts in for a special elk tag that isn't 
so excited when those tag draws come out. Right, right. Um, they're putting in for a tag they may never draw in their lifetime. Yep, so, been there. Uh, yeah, so I think there's an argument to be made, certainly, that even these very, very low number trophy tags certainly hold a social value right. in Montana um, and certainly play into the recruitment, retention, reactivation side of it. Um, and you can certainly make an argument that. That, but right now, I don't think they're 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 not looking at that part of it yet. Okay. So because it's like a multi-step process, I think it's going to be interesting to watch it play out because people are, might have sort of a knee-jerk reaction to oh, oh no, what's going to happen to my favorite hunting district, and we just don't know yet. Is there any in this conversation? Is there anybody talking about how maybe um, revamping the regulations in the geographic districts may assist in bringing? Um, some of these over-objective elk herds into objective, or I th- I think that's that has that's not something I've heard yet. Um, you know, conservation groups that I talked to for this story, um, pretty much by and large, nobody had a lot of opinions on it yet because it is so early. Right. Um, the one group one group I did talk to is the Wildlife Federation. Their their take on it was that you know in general we, we support um, simplifying licenses but not at the expense of biology and wildlife management right um if you know the only reason is because hunters don't understand the regulations then that's an education problem is basically what they said right um but if there's broader implications here and and better biological management i don't i don't know and i think we don't we won't know for a while right exactly what the predicted outcomes will be for for things like like you said, like quotas or even objectives, you know, um, could these districts be made large enough that objectives are, that all of a sudden all these little districts that are over objective become inobjective? I don't really know. Oh, right, right. Um, that's going to be um, something we're going to have to just learn down the road. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, I'd love to sit here and have all the answers for you today, but I don't think anybody knows. Literally. Yeah, and I guess let's remind people this is – this is very, very early in the process. I mean, has the process even started on this stuff yet? Sure. So late July, these um, these directives went out to. Okay. Or not late July, but in July, starting maybe late Ju- late July, it really heated up with oh. these directives to okay. biologists. Um, and, and based on the documents I've seen from Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, um, it's a pretty clear directive. Okay. This isn't like a, you know you should look for opportunities to do this. It's like, no, we're going to do this and you need to bring pull proposals forward. Okay. And they'll bring these proposals for the season setting for the 2022 hunting season or would it? Yeah. 2022, 2023. So what you'll see is, um, a draft proposal will go out for public comment like 30 days. And then at some point down the road, um, the fish and wildlife commission will, will pass out what's well, called called a tentative it's basically a draft plan okay um that'll go out for public comment too and so there's a lot of steps still ahead in this um and i think like you said that's important to emphasize um but the fact that they are clearly i think the implication is though that there's going to be major changes right. so we don't want to understate it by saying this is an early step in it because the end product is that will be drastically different. It will be drastically different. Right. And so with that, I guess, are there, you kind of touched on it before, but are there any other concerns that you've heard about about this process, about departing from the way things have been for the, the last while? Well, I, 
I, I mean, I, I think with change, there's always concerns. Right. You know, we're, we hunt, you know, certain districts. Um, some of them are general, some of them are special permit, and um, there's things we like about it and things we don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the process I think we've been used to is very small incremental changes. Right. Um, this is seismic. Right. So in that, in that respect, I think hunters need to look at, you know, what do we want? elk and deer hunting to look like in montana in the future i um, can could you can you elaborate a little bit on how how big this is how big of a shift this may be or, or how how um you know large of or historical of a process this may be for our big game regulations you know i i'm not 100 percent on history i know as long as i've been hunting for 30 years um you know you've seen small changes based on the regional level um a lot of those are some of those are controversial. A lot of them aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first time I can recall where the process itself is probably going to be a little controversial. Okay. So that, well, that's the best. That? Well, just because it's such a major shift. Okay. I think you know you you got to ask yourself some some pretty simple questions about wildlife management. Um, are elk and deer and other wildlife better management better managed in a very acute way at a small scale level, or are they? better managed at much larger scale like entire mountain ranges right um and i think that's that's what this is asking okay if that makes sense hopefully it does um because i i i think beyond like the special permits that that's really what we're looking at is maybe i wouldn't necessarily say a regional approach that might be too big but where we could see drastic slashes in, in the number of hunting districts and things could be much more standardized right. than what we've seen now. Well, you just think about how many things, you know, as, as if we if we completely change or, and redraw our districts, um, you know, from the wildlife data tracking, um, how many things will change, how data sets will change now that if we were to track different geographic areas versus what we've been tracking for the last few decades and, you know, all these elk studies and wildlife studies that are kind of based on these geographic units. And then if those geographic units, I wonder, does, and maybe it's too early, maybe we haven't heard from biologists yet about how this process may may be able to help this process may allow biologists a more um, more of a clear picture studying these these you know migration habits and population habits of these animals. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I mean, I I think beyond the hunting districts, they're they're, they're what are called elk management units right. that biologists already look at. Okay, um, and that is sort of the if I can describe it succinctly, you know, it's the winter range to the summer range. Right. So where the whole population of elk more or less occupies throughout the whole time. Right. They're right. around. Um, so I think they are looking at that. And we have seen, I, I know locally, I've seen biologists push towards management where, you know, you have a cow take that's good in two different hunting districts right. because half the year they're in one hunting district and the rest of the year they're in a diff- different hunting district. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to manage more on the population level. Right. So uh, I, I think that sort of has already been happening, but it hasn't been. All hunters usually see is the the hunting district tallies. Right, right. So they say, okay, this hunting district harvest was way down this year. 
but they don't look at the neighboring hunting district, which is the exact same elk, and that was way up. Right, right. And within that elk management unit, they're tracking those numbers between district lines. Sure, sure, exactly. So as this process, you know, kind of churns forward, what sort of questions will you be looking to get answered um, as the 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 process gets moving uh i think the the biggest questions i am interested in are, are obviously what the sort of end game is going to be right um you know a lot of times you see from the draft proposal uh what you can you can make some inferences about where where things are going there or right. at least they're trying to push push in one direction or another mm-hmm. um that can always change though right um so I, I think I'm really looking forward to that process, mm-hmm. seeing what the biologists propose is going to be really interesting, but also trying to rectify that with what the end product might actually look like once the public then weighs in. Right. Um, and I think the other thing is just what what's going to happen with areas like with that are extremely over-objective. Like how is, how is this plan going to do better than what we have currently? Right. Um, you know, FWP is, is state mandated by the legislature to manage to these objectives. So, mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? Right. Um, how are they going to accomplish that? Mm-hmm. Um, and will this help with that? Right. Um, and at the same time, you know, not losing opportunity for for the average Joe. Right. Um, right. You know, I I think we've seen through this administration there there's definitely been concern about how past administration and FWP and commissioners have, have, you know, dealt with, you know, private land hunting and and things like that. And we've already seen a number of pushes to change that. Right. Um, I don't know how this necessarily will affect that. Um, If there's going to be more latitude across larger areas or not. Um, But I think those are all going to be interesting things and and tidbits we're going to see play out here. Right. Um, And of course, you'll report along the way to keep people you know, apprised as to what the changes, what do the changes wind up being? Sure, sure. I, and I, yeah, I think that's the other thing too, is like, you know, there's so much going on right now. It's a new administration and, and every day I think there's something different that that's happening in the past. And, and anytime there's change, mm-hmm. um, there's always interest in it. And right. We're always just trying to figure out exactly, um, you know, why the change is being proposed and what some of the possible effects of those those changes will be right, right. Um, both anticipated and unanticipated. So, mm-hmm. well, and Hey, while I got you, if you'll allow me, um, I know the fish and wildlife commission is meeting, um, Friday this week. Um, and I was just hoping you could maybe touch on what you'll be looking at, at that meeting and, and reporting from that meeting. Yeah, sure. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a big one. Um, we've got brown trout regulations on there. Yep. Um, We've seen a lot of impacts from that, and Microcast from the standards been reporting on that a lot. Um, so, FWP came out with a slate of proposals to 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 sort of try to figure out what's going on with brown trout and then um, minimize the fishing impact on them because they're right. not not doing well in a lot of streams in Southwest Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm specifically going to be looking at the wolf issues. Um, you know, that's been contentious for six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get an answer Friday about what the wolf trapping and hunting regulations are going to be right. moving forward. Um, and then, you know, obviously Brett French at the Gazette 
um, spends a lot of time on shoulder seasons. Right, right. So there was a proposal out there um, to look at public lands. That was, well, it would be forest service lands. Right. There's already some public lands included in shoulder seasons, but um, the agency recommendation on that right now is not to include those. Um, so, but, but is it still on the agenda? Is it still on the table for the commission to Yeah, discuss? I mean, it, it's all part of the... So shoulder seasons are the other part of it. There's several, like 18 more hunting districts that could get a shoulder season this year. So Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, there there's, you know, sometimes the commission meetings are pretty pretty uh, dry, and this, right. is, this is not going to be the case this time. This is going to be a big one. So. so the commission will be discussing and possibly adopting changes that hunters could see still in 2021 hunting seasons. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So the shoulder seasons and then the elk regulation, sure. Okay. Those okay. would both be um, things that you could see this year. So worth worth hunters paying attention to for, for the upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's another episode of Big Sky Lead. Um, if you want to keep hearing this, make sure to subscribe uh, wherever podcasts are found. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thanks, Tom.